Blog Talk Radio.
Brody Lee Jr., minus one. You, your family, these boots are retired. Your father, the greatest TNT champion, with all due respect, the greatest TNT champion we've ever had. To you and your family, the TNT champion for life. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here tonight. We're here to honor one of the, not only wrestling's greatest champions, but one of wrestling's greatest men, and a man who has one of wrestling's greatest families. And they're here tonight, and we put a special tribute together, and there's no better way for us to end the show tonight than this. So here's a tribute to a great man. Here's a tribute to Mr. Brody Lee. Now, I can't spend the entire broadcast not talking about a group that basically has received both praise and acclaimed criticisms and what have you. But it would be a dishonor not to discuss, you know, what AEW and WWE has accomplished in 2020. Outside of, you know, the deaths that have occurred this year, like Road Warrior Animal, um, Brody Lee, a.k.a. John Huber, and by the way, the disclaimer, I do not own the rights to the AEW proposed tribute, not proposed tribute, but tribute to John Huber, who passed away at the age of 41. All rights reserved to AEW 2020 Incorporated. Aside from the fucking disclaimer, look, folks, 2020 was such a wild, chaotic, depressing roller coaster emotional roller coaster of a fucking year and let me tell you something the one thing that kept some of us afloat mentally was professional wrestling and what sucks is some of the people that kept us afloat mentally are now no longer here they're in a much better place probably having fun just going man i miss you but i'm you know I'm going to continue on because I tend to piss people off when I talk about loss of loved ones, okay? But anyways, enough about me. Wrestling in general in 2020 started off the year going to a Royal Rumble show with my buddy Chris. To uh, We drove all the way to Houston, 12 hours. It was uh, the last show that featured an audience. And I was in front of, what, uh, 40,000 plus. At Houston Stadium that filled the place, and I remember the pop that Edge got when he came out of the curtain. I remember going to NXT's uh, War of the Worlds. Yes, no, Worlds Collide. Sorry, not War of the Worlds. Sorry, I had reading on my mind. Anyway, so folks, I remember going to wrestling shows and thinking, man. This is the greatest thing on the planet. Even though I've been through the process several times and seen a lot of workers and got a lot of their autographs, you take that shit for granted. 2020 taught us one thing is be thankful for the entertainment that these guys and gals provide us week in and week out. It doesn't matter what criticisms we as journalists gave these guys and gals. What matters most is like they took time out of their night their evenings to entertain spoiled brats like us who just, you know, was like, oh, I like this, but I dislike this. You know, it's only human. It's only human emotion to convey what we feel. It's not a crime. However, there's one, one person in particular who made it so simple in the last bits of 2020 Brutal Bob Evans Who says a lot of very wise things And to cite him Just on occasion You know what I'm saying I will sit there and I will 
look at what he said. Okay. A few of the statuses that he has posted. Another headline reader put on unfollow. Maybe pursue the actual article instead of just looking at the pretty pictures. This is very true. Um, I want to see what else my Uncle Bob had to say. It also says, this week or year has taught us anything. It's that heat, in quote, is stupid and unnecessary. Make up and make it right. Heal the pretty... Heal the petty wounds They don't serve you That is so true about 2020 I mean I could be angry about what Story I liked what story I didn't like What fans you know There there are certain Things that change all of that that The emotion feeling towards a company Death unfortunately Is that said circumstance that can change A person's outlook Or opinion on a wrestling company and what they're doing, what they're not doing. The only thing missing, folks, is the audience. That's basically what 2020 is, you know, with pro wrestling. I would turn it on just to have some semblance of escape and get engrossed in it again and feel emotion towards the heel, feel love for the baby face. Yeah, I didn't have as many guests on this show, and on this, that's on me. Sorry, guys, I didn't have any entertaining names to uh, grace you with. And I really feel like pour on the charm, you know. But this isn't about me. This is about 2020 and year what professional wrestling and impact that the uh, coronavirus had on pretty much everyone and anyone. You know, what sucks is that um, you can't go to local shows, can't go to Barclays anymore, can't go to Madison Square Garden, can't go out, period. So reflection-wise, the time for 2020 has come to end. Hopefully things get better in 2021. I decided to do this show because it's like, okay, I know that things can get better. I know that things can get ultimately better. We've heard this speech before, right? So as I said, I would go over NXT and what I thought I believe. And what I felt, because I'm not just going to get all mushy, there's a show to do. It's the day before the new year. And so a lot of reflecting, a lot of not contemplating, but realizing, okay, this is a show, this is to entertain, so I'm going to get on with it. Um, Wow, it's already the 30th. I cannot believe that. Okay, the show begins with, uh, let's see here, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed. I did catch most of that match, and I did watch it on replay for Falling Asleep. Brazongo versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. GY, I haven't seen GYV in quite some time. You know, it's kind of odd. I haven't seen them on TV in quite some time, possibly because... They had to test negative a, lot, a bunch of times and hold a certificate up at the airport. Or maybe they've just been there the whole time and been on reserve. I don't know. But I saw them last night versus Rizongo, which is, you know, one of my favorite tag teams just because of their unique, you know, their promos and their flashy flashback clothes and shit. Anyways, so... Dear Lord, Adam Cole announces he will team with Roderick Strong in the Dusty Classic. Uh, So the Dusty Classic has come back. Okay, cool. So the NXT awards were going on, obviously, and it was quick. It was precise, concise, whatever. But there's some superstars that won some awards. Austin Theory, Breakout Superstar of the Year. Rivalry of the year goes to Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. Shotzi Blackheart was the breakout superstar of the year. Let's see here. Page two. I can see that Shotzi Blackheart would be considered the superstar break or out yeah. Breakout superstar of the year, my bad. So at an undisclosed location, Boa and Zaylee were training. So Boa will return to action next week. Mercedes Martinez versus Valentina. 
I'm guessing Mercedes Martinez. Yep, Mercedes Martinez won that match. Um, Roderick Strong versus Pete. Oh, Pete Dunn wins that match. Match of the Year winners, NXT Championship, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly at NXT TakeOver 31. Balor walks in the ring and says, everyone wants a shot at the champ. Okay. Um, page three has got to be in here somewhere. So, it's kind of bad, folks, that I'm reading from results from WrestleZone. I should have known that page three is right there. Now, the main event was... <laughs> There's an in-ring segment. Balor says O'Reilly proved he deserves to be in the ring. And then he asks for O'Reilly to join him in the ring. Okay, so we're going promo route. Okay. Scarlet and Karrion Cross walk out. And he says he wants what belongs to him. So we had a story going on. Okay, cool. Scarlet is sitting on the platform laughing as the carnage unfolds. Okay. I honestly think that Karrion Cross is kind of inserting himself and, uh, you know, he's been out of action and he, they have to relinquish the championship because of injury. Anyways, long story short, Lady Scarlet likes what she sees. Okay, whatever. Uh, yes, this is my, kind of my favorite part. I got a sound that there was some comical relief at the end of NXT. Let's see. Well, speaking of comical, really, we got Odell Fantasma. Santana, or Santos Escobar brags about the year that he had. We got Odell Fantasma versus Lucha House Party. So Lucha House Party made their way down to NXT. Okay, then. Awesome. Lucha House Party won. The North American Championship match, please tell me. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I tend to get wrapped up in the emotion, and I think that this was the correct result because let's face it Leon Ross and Johnny Gargano. Leon Ross obviously you know very lively, very jovial very new kid on the block type thing but you know entertaining. Anyways anyways let's see here Gargano um, it was kind of funny they went over all the things not to do before a match or not to do period threw protein powder into the mirror it breaks Apparently that has the reverse effect on Johnny Gargano. I don't know what kind of spin they're doing with this gimmick, but I like it. Uh, Gargano. They didn't even mention the backstage fun. Come on. So he hits one final beat for the victory. I like the creative names that Candace and Gargano give their finish. Like, Candace is the wicked stepsister for those who watch NXT and those who don't. It's okay. I understand the whole beef with that. So, I'm going to move forward, folks, and just say NXT may not be the same because without an audience, it's kind of difficult uh, to do things. But since they have the virtual audiences, both at the Capitol Wrestling Center and at the Amway Center in Orlando with big old screens in the middle of people with their teddy bears and what random shit they have in their hands and what, uh, you know, random KKK or random controversial Chris Benoit virtual fill-in, which I don't know how the fuck that person did that. But anyways, um, moving on. I think NXT overall this year was uh, 50-50, and I normally never would say that about NXT. Uh, But I like them still better than I do the main brands, and I think SmackDown Live has improved. I think that Raw is slowly but surely getting there. Just need some help for a three-hour show to get, you know, people interested again. That's all, you know, I have... WWE. I don't want to go off tangent and start ranting and raving. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's the uh, New Year's Eve edition of Off the Rails Uncensored soon to come. But AEW Dynamite was something special because you know, even though they've been winning the ratings, there was some unity 
between them and WWE. They had to have been because what I've read and seen, they asked permission to get pictures from WWE. It doesn't matter. It's honoring somebody who died. And when you honor someone who has passed away, especially in the pro wrestling business, it means a great deal just to see what this individual meant. So I'm going to read the results. It begins with the entire roster gathered on the stage. You know, there's a AEW is a big family, man. They they have a large amount of superstars and workers and they they did the Tin Bell salute and they got a tribute from Moxley and they and he uh he ordered, you know, Chinese food at two AM, shared hotels with him. And I agree with Moxley. Pro wrestling is a community and not just a support. Everyone's support and love each other and brought together by this one thing we love. And everyone comes together to celebrate a great human being and to inspire others to love and appreciate the people gathered around him every day. He loves them and will never forget him. So Matt Hardy, Private Party, versus the Young Bucks and Colt Cabana started off the night. Cabana and the Young Bucks win, and they hit the Indy Tasker, and Cabana covers with the Superman pen. So, Mass Cast just says he has something to say about Dark Order, but SEU come running in. Young Bucks hit the acclaim with dual super kicks with the boom drop. Take the acclaim out, blah, blah, blah. Darby Allen testimonial opens with Darby admitting that he wanted to wrestle Brody once he met him at Brody's debut. He talks about how there was no ego with Brody. This is very true. I, you can, even if you don't meet somebody, you can already tell that there's nothing bad about this dude, and he was very unselfish and would probably have been a nice dude to have met. But he says, he ends up saying, he was the man by far. I wished I could have wrestled him. And then you have Eddie Kingston who came on saying, I love you, miss you, the Dark Order is nothing without him. We're going to reprove it, cowards. The Dark Order and Blade versus the Dark Order. The Dark Order win fatality. Or fatality? Wouldn't that mean death, dude? Come on, what the hell? The Dark Order. Post-match, Kingston makes his way into the ring. Dark Order and Archer hit Kingston with strikes. And Jake Roberts takes out Kingston with a strike. Arn Anderson, Cole Cabana, and Arn Anderson share their memories of Brody. So the Inner Circle versus the Dark Order and Adam Page. The Dark Order wins when John Silver hits Brody discus clothesline. Dark Order and Adam Page are winners. Dr. Britt Baker and Penelope Ford versus Anna J and Tate Conchi. Anna J makes up Ford, tap out, and win. Tate Conchi and Anna J. Tony Schiavone interviews Britt Baker, and then leaves and just Chris Jericho leads another tribute video where he notes that he and Brody Lee wrestled 27 times. He recalls wrestling out of Saudi Arabia and how, how smart Brody was, where he noted that an arrow in the hotel room pointed out to Mecca. He noted he knows that he brought Lee to AEW. He proved that he could be a main event level star. He ends the saying, I love you, Brody. We are going to miss you. We promise to take care of your family. For the match, Orange Cassidy gives a one fist bump to seeing Cody Rhodes and Tim pack the Billy Jean's favorite wrestlers. Orange Cassidy, Cody Rhodes, and Tim versus Team Taz. Cody Rhodes, the Cody Rhodes. So a spinebuster and a win. Okay, cool. Winners, okay, Cody and Orange Cassidy. So then Brody's now out in the ring, Brody Jr., Ken and Tony Khan. Cody gestures for negative one to leave Lee's boots in the center of the ring as Cody leaves his bandana on top of it. 
The spotlight is shown on the memorial. Tony Khan calls these the greatest TNT champion they have ever had. So I'm just going to point this out, folks. A lot of times, you know, when professional wrestlers die, it makes you question yourself if you've been hating on some group of people. I still have my reservations is what most people say, but look, I'm just going to be open and honest with how you are in professional wrestling and, you know, brought awareness. It brought reflection. Some people, people closer than you think. Doesn't matter if you're AEW or WWE or Impact or New Japan. This guy that passed away was only 41. And um, I'm going to take a brief break before I go off t- or into my tangents by saying if you want to start off the new year correctly, you want to do so, go to monsterfactory.org. Invest in yourself, work hard, make your dreams of becoming a professional wrestler, bellkeep, timekeeper, coach, whatever you want to become. Invest in, These guys are for the real deal, dude. Eric Martin, Matt Riddle, Punishment Martinez, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. The list goes on, folks. King Kong Bundy, The Godfather, Diego Brown, Pretty Boy Larry Sharp. A big show. I mean, you really want to invest in yourself? Go to MonsterFactory.org right now. They've got deals off tuition. This tuition comes at a very good price. And is there's payment plans for you to attend this school. This school is the real deal. Okay? No joke. Danny Cage is one of the best dudes you will ever meet. Very open, honest, upfront with you about your career whether or not this thing is for you. So trust me from experience of going to two summer camps, it's monsterfactory.org. Do not email the office. There's a phone number located on the website. There's a documentary about Monster Factory and its students before the coronavirus hit. So please keep in mind that if you attend Danny's school, mask up during the entire practice, and just listen to what the man has to say. He's really good. Okay? I know I sound like a virtual ass kisser, but the honest to God truth. Go to this school, and you'll see what I'm talking about. All right. With that being said, the following content is only suitable for kids at the age of 18. No kids under the age of 18 should listen to the content of this show for their expletive language. Involved And yes, to end the year, I'm going to be dropping some truths about 2020 and the year of professional wrestling, that is. All right, folks, enough of my psycho babble. Be prepared to buckle the fuck up. And if you get offended by what I say, I cannot guarantee that you will walk out the same. Some of you won't care. Anyway, monkey's in the truck. Hit my... passion of going to shows, buying t-shirts. Oh, wait, we can do that online, right? We can go online. We can order stuff from a catalog uh, called WWE Shop or AEW's Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, a lot of guys died. A lot of big names and names from childhood, current names, and current today wrestling passed away, and it shocked the shit out of all of us. Especially with Brody Lee passing, his passing was really, it was like, man, didn't I just see that guy wrestle last week? 
didn't he just post something on Twitter? More or less, folks, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's love the ones around you. Don't take anything that they do for granted. Just Even if they annoy the piss out of you, walk out of the next room. Just simple fucking advice from a guy who is still learning that this is a show. It's not just for one person's eyeballs. It's for millions of people's eyeballs. Watching this shit we call, or watching this sport we call professional wrestling. It's a lonely world. It's a, it's a rewarding world. You work hard. And you reap the benefits. There's a lot of things that need improved about my show. I realize I didn't have as many guests because I was too afraid to approach. Or I just was lazy or... It was just I didn't have enough energy, and I'm being honest. So I'm going to improve upon that with the coming you know, of 2021. And I hope it opens up doors. No, I don't hope. I know it's going to open up doors. I just got to improve upon that. So anyways, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's that it became – more than just a ratings war between AEW and WWE um, with John Huber's passing. It's not about that shit. It's about what John Moxley said. Wrestling, being involved in it is more like being involved in a community. And when you're involved in a community, it's more than just a brotherhood. It's more than just, you know, sorority. It's a family. And if anybody would like to object to that idealism behind pro wrestling, then I can just tell you one thing. If anything that 2020 has given us, it's more or less, it's a lot of reflecting, a lot of thinking, man, I, I'm glad that I got to go to the shows that I did. I'm glad that I got to travel with my friend, Lady Lynn, on the road. I'm glad that I was contacting my friend, Kurt Gannon, even though I couldn't go to his shows, I might be going to one in January. I don't know yet. But I do know that there's a lot of good things that happen in pro wrestling. And that is, if you notice, folks, it's hard to gain a lot of revenue through certain things and do certain things. A lot of pay, a lot of people were cut from the payroll. A lot of other, like Mike Kyoto and various other names from WWE that got cut from the payroll and moved on to bigger and better things. Not just cuts from the payroll, but there's no, there's no crowd reaction. There's, you know, fill-in crowd noise with canned heat. Not just the fill-ins and canned heat, guys. It's the fact that... You couldn't discuss with a group of people and get animated about it, not just from a virtual fucking standpoint on Facebook. I'm talking about live and living fucking color where people were on their phones bitching and complaining and also doing it to an extent where they like it's aesthetically pleasing to some people. I don't miss some of the elements in person when it's talking about pro wrestling because why? A little thing called being on the other side of the curtain and understanding things from a fan's perspective, kind of hard to do now, but also from a worker's perspective. I don't get the pleasure of hearing people bitching. No, I don't miss that. I miss just hearing crowd noise and just seeing the wrestlers having <clears throat> the time of their lives in the ring, which is kind of hard to do when you're doing it from one location. You're not getting able to, you're not being able to uh, go to radio stations, or you can do it. You can still do it on podcasts, the interviews and whatnot, but no autograph sessions, no pictures because of the COVID restrictions. Man, man, it's just even not being able to go to a baseball game. And I'm from New York, so imagine, you know, no Yankees Red Sox game at Yankee Stadium with the crowd. Because with the crowd, it's like a wrestling show. I, I could tie that in, right? 
no uh, no seeing the superstars, you know, across the barricade and waving hello to them and not being able to uh, go into the ticket in the ticket call center at Barclays and being able to say, hey, um, what seats do you guys have available? And I know we could easily do that online for tick pick, through TickPick or SeatGeek or uh, StubHub. There's just a lot of things that we as fans learn and reflect upon. It's being grateful to the ones giving us a show. In some instances, yes, some of the shows in WWE were shitty. Uh, in AEW, I don't, like I said, it was easy for me to pick apart what they did as a whole. But then when you reflect back on it, it's like, man, alive, they're doing us, the fans, a service. They are giving us their time as performers just so we can be entertained for two hours. You know, it sucks that you can't break a fucking regular routine of fucking work and home and occasional errands. But if you have any questions, you can message me after listening to this recording at Wrestle underscore radio. I will open those questions the day after on the 2nd of January 2021 and then do my best to answer your questions through Wrestle underscore radio. A lot of changes to be made, one change at a time. It's not about affordability. It's about bettering oneself, man. 2020 taught myself and others, I don't speak for others, that regardless of who's giving you the show, what matters most is that you found a sense of release, a sense of peace. Watching this crazy thing called pro wrestling, yeah, we're few far in between as fans, but it ain't about us, it's about the performers. You learn to appreciate what they give us, regardless of even if it's a shit-tastic match or, holy fuck, this dude messed up in the ring. I, at this point, I don't care. They could botulize a whole bunch of shit. As far as I'm concerned, we have a show that we sit in front of the TV or our computer or our phones or whatever we stream it from, even though I don't really, not a fan of that because you guys should support whomever is working for you because they're putting on a show in front and they're taking time outside their family to go entertain shitbags like us. So, you know, NXT didn't have leverage. AEW lost some viewers, you know, went from the millions to the hundred thousands, but still a lot of people. That's a lot more than I or anyone else could do. Because we're not the ones running a wrestling promotion. It's Vince and Tony Khan that are running their promotions as best they can. Now, I know that a lot of people like to give promoters flack like Vince. And um, we're not here to talk about him. We're here to discuss, you know, the reflections that I've had about 2020. And one of those is you never know when someone's going to just leave the scene dude that's the traumatic thing about pro wrestling is that you we as workers informer workers I should say my brief stint in the business you learn how precious life is when you're around somebody it's not just well I can do that outside of pro wrestling that's not the fucking point yeah NXT they had a lot of shuffling going on you had Keith Lee leave Matt Riddle leave that's because, you know, they got the call, and when you get the call, there's nothing you can do except for just embrace it. So, yes, a lot of names got called up from NXT to main roster. A lot of shift changes happened, and a lot of cinematic matches happened, you know, with The Undertaker and AJ Styles and Bray Wyatt and John Cena at WrestleMania 36, and Drew McIntyre finally claimed his prize as the WWE champion against Brock Lesnar. AEW featured a lot of championship opportunities as well, you know, with Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Brian Cage being getting himself in the mix. It's our duty as fans to appreciate them, not ostracize them. 
harder than it fucking sounds because, yes, we will be so quick to criticize and say, why didn't you do things this way? It's only human nature, if you ask me. So we lose people. Not just people. I mean, these guys had a tremendous impact in the business. Road Warrior Animal, Danny Hodge, Brody Lee, and AEW. We remember the positives that these guys had. A lot of positives. You know, so be it if um, people reflect differently about how 2020 was for them. I know it's going to become a dick-pissing contest no matter what. We're not the, oh, you're not the only one that felt this in 2020. Just like, dude, I'm, I'm referring to is how 2020 went by in the blink of an eye. And there's so much, like, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. For wrestling fans, it more or less turned into, I wish that we could have gone to WrestleMania 36, my buddy Jordan and myself. And I say this because it would have been cool to let someone else experience what I've experienced five other times at WrestleMania and that is, like, the atmosphere, the loud crowd pops that happened during every mania, regardless of whether it was a craptastic one or one that actually made me stand on my feet and go, hell yes, finally there's a fucking payoff. That was uh, Mania 35, to be exact, but I digress. I had a co-host that may or may not reappear from time to time on occasion, but that's to her discretion. She took a step away because she had to. It just wasn't Lady Lynn and myself, or, you know, Granny Hulkster, Icon. I love you all. True, you know, it's it's hard doing a show by yourself. Some people say I can do it no matter what. It's just a motivation thing. For me, this is like a therapy. It's like, yeah, I'm speaking on air. And I'm, you know, just being dead honest with you all. I want to point something out. It's it's been one hell of a roller coaster emotionally because I can't see my uh, brother back in Kansas City. I can talk to him on Facebook. I can talk to my family on Facebook. And I can talk to... Various other people. But it's not the same. And I I will admit, I, I felt a little burned out going to a lot of shows back in, in the time period from 2017 to 2018. And I think 2016 as well. Just like doing the same thing and not really grasping, you know, this is for a good, not just for a good cause, but for a time with family member. And seeing other people and, and seeing the smiles on people's faces and just seeing how they reacted around Kurt. I mean, hopefully we get some of that back in 2016 or 2017, 18. I, let me fast forward. 2021. This is not going to be where I'm going to say, oh, this is my year. Let's do this. No, it's one day at a time, this shit. And hopefully, hopefully, we can go to the ticket booth again and ask, you know, do you have uh, tickets available here? Just riding the train every day, you know, going to work is one thing, okay? But it's another thing not to be able to go to even an independent show. I mean, you can, but it's not the same. You got a mask up, and when you boo, you and cheer it's not the same because there's not as much people allowed to an event circumstances be circumstances it is what you we make of it so 2020 please fuck off 2021 I don't know what you hold for others and myself what I do know is wrestling kind of suffered but they also gained Wrestling as a whole. I'm not just referring to two companies. There is Ring of Honor. There's Future of Honor. Impact Wrestling. New Japan. 
NWA, AWA, there's a lot. And I'm sure Granny Holster could mention a lot more. And I miss that lady. I miss you, dear. Um, there's one thing that professional wrestling has taught me over the years is just listen to other people's perspectives and also be willing to take what they give you through the advice. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And I, I mentioned previously, this isn't about me. This is just about realization. Maybe I was meant to be behind the scenes type thing. Maybe I was meant to uh, point stuff out and get mentioned on other televised broadcasts and maybe not because of ego. But if 2020 has taught us one thing, it's just be thankful for those who are still around you. Remember those who have fallen and uh, appreciate what wrestling gives you because it could be gone tomorrow. You don't know. We're lucky the networks keep them around, man, on TNT. I just got a message on our Wrestle Radio Network. How nice. Sorry, folks. Uh huh. Anyways, the message was very nice and very informative. It said, Dear Wrestle Radio Network, thank you for your effort in trying to finish the year out. I know you had less shows. That's, that's one thing I need to work on is uh, to get somebody else, aside from my voice, to be speaking and slapping my gums on the phone, which is what it is. Anyways, folks, I would like to reflect upon 2020 even further in saying I wanted to go back to Monster Factory and I wanted to just not just tour and oogle and ogle it, but so if you want to attend, you can still attend. Wow, quite the message we have on Instagram and also Facebook. Again, I will think that I'm surprised that we're awake this early in the morning. You know, it's maybe 11:44, and I do have the day off from work. But I would like to say the following: um, If it weren't for professional wrestling, I probably would have a lot more to be upset and angry about, and probably just find other things to reflect upon. But I'm glad that TNT and USA Network and Sci-Fi and whatever plays on professional wrestling is there. Okay, and and allowing them to be on air and producing their content because without that, I, I believe a lot of people would be even more depressed and even more sad. So it gives hope, folks. It gives hope. It gives hope to those who just sit around doing nothing. Uh twiddling their thumbs on a video game and I know there's a lot that play games I particularly just stick to button mashing but that's besides the point it gives hope to those who want to look forward to arguing with one another on social media and it gives hope to those who uh, project just uh, reviews like Cisco and Ebert I mean sorry podcasts like myself podcast hosts I should say so if anything 2020 has taught us it's just Value the entertainment that's given to you, and if you don't like it, you don't have to tune in. It's why I don't watch uh, WWE Raw, to be honest with you. It's why I occasionally tune in to SmackDown Live. It's why I catch some of NXT uh, recordings of uh, AEW Dynamite, because it's very hard to flip back and forth and catch the showings, you know, the tapings, that is. The live show, that is. Sorry, not tapings. There's a lot of negativity that was dished out to AEW and a lot of uh, tidbit of negativity dished out to WWE. What I'm going to say next is going to probably be 
my open and honest answer. I stand by what I say because it's how I felt at the moment, and it's what I observed, and it's what I will present. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change how it's like because it's from my honest perspective. That's why I'm not changing it. Or perspective. AEW and WWE deserve applause. Yes. They're keeping people mentally afloat. Those who love professional wrestling know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. There's no way we can buy um, our title belts or our programs, which is what I love to do because it's like you capture the essence of the workers that, you know, got, hey, let's, you know, take your picture for programs, you know, and, and posters that were signed. I remember that at Worlds Collide. I remember a lot of shit. I remember going to the first ever War Games in Houston. Um, I remember being offered to go to AEW, their live show in Kansas City, by a few friends of mine. And I remember thinking at the time, well, I just, there are times, folks, when you're not that into professional wrestling and you lose touch, you lose that love and zest for the business as a fan. It may be different from when a professional wrestler goes through it because there's not enough as they put it, I just half-assing shit. wasn't My heart wasn't in it. My mindset was not right. And these are quotes from Drew McIntyre, by the way, who reinvented himself in ICW and obviously has reinvented himself in WWE. What can we learn from 2020? As much of a shit fest as it has been, we the fans or some of us would like to say thank you to both AEW, WWE actually more companies than that Ring of Honor New Japan Impact Wrestling some people may still have their reservations about certain companies I, at this point what reservations where there's got to be some semblance of unity in the wrestling community after what just transpired in the last week and a half. Actually, last two months, we've lost three workers, you know, three former very good talents. They're more than just talents, man. They were guys that a lot of people go, hey, this guy was part of my childhood. This guy was pretty cool when I met him at an autograph session, or this guy was a badass. They're more than just you know future episodes of Dark Side of the Ring because I can tell you these are the guys that allow the future workers that come into the business to say I want to model my career after this dude I want to model my career after Brody Lee or I want to model my career after Road Warrior Animal. Or Danny Hodge, I want to you know, take some of his grappling style and I want to apply it to my gimmick, man. I think it'd be really cool. It's a rarity nowadays for fans, you know, to be like, oh, I really like this. Cause it's more than we're in a day and age where people read every single word that the tabloid writer writes. I like to call him Dave Meltzer, and though he's a nice fellow. <laughs> There's one thing that taught us anything. Spoiler alerts, you know, for wrestling. Some people love them and some people don't. I'm not going to change their minds because they're like, did you see what Dave Meltzer posted? Mm. This year taught us anything, folks. It's be surprised because we're living in a day and age where everything's so accessible to us. Pro wrestling, I mean, I'll admit, there are times when I'm on my phone just doing stuff that I have to do for bill pay and whatnot, and I'm paying attention to the show, listening to it, and I perk my eyes up if I hear something that Tony Schiavone says or Jim Ross or sometimes the annoying little fart known as Vic Joseph. And as I said that, I am not changing my mind. The guy seems like a nice dude, but let me just point this out. Oh, is the point of emphasis. Like I said, I'm not changing my perception on some criticisms, but I am just being dead honest with you. I'm glad to witness a spectacle known as professional wrestling, the sport known, the crazy Ragnarok known as professional wrestling. Because why without it, I would have gone batshit insane. 
the guest on my show probably let's see here. The last guest I had was Jaden Lee. Holy shit, that was way, way back. I would ask guest questions on this show pertaining to professional wrestling, something that they've probably been asked before, but in a different manner. Like if you had to pick anybody to be your tag team partner from past, present, or future, who would it be and why? When you first got into the business, what were your initial thoughts? Reflecting back on that, I'm pretty sure I got a variety of answers, and uh, I'm glad because in this world you need variety. You don't need boredom. You don't need the same. You don't need routine. Professional wrestling, thank you for keeping it fresh. Thank you for keeping it brand spanking new because, yes, some of the stories recycle themselves. It's called one big fucking soap opera for men. Yes, that's what pro wrestling is. But 2020 taught us without an audience, without events being scheduled, does it make it harder? Does it make does it drive you harder when you're in the ring? So that's the questions that I'm going to have answered for me in 2021 because I refuse to stop watching it. But I still love it despite what people may say about the sport, the crazy Ragnarok, the whatever, however you describe professional wrestling. Without it, we all would have gone crazy as fans. And we know this because we still hop on the website, we still order shit, We still, even though we complain about and say, I'm never watching it again, still out of the corner of our eyes, like, I guess I'll turn it on since I have nothing better to fucking do. And three, (laughs) God bless the crazy fucks who promote and still tell their guys, hey, let's do our best tonight and let's have a good show. Because without you guys, fans, we wouldn't have anything to bitch about without fans. I I don't know what I don't know what the workers say about us. I'm I'm not sure if it's negative or positive, depending on the fan. So, with that being said, fuck you, 2020, 2021. Uh, still got a big old question mark, like the rest of us. So, uh, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say in this year, eh, and I got three choice words for you beginning the year 2021. Forget about it. Little bitches, I gotta enjoy my lunch. And uh, I will give this shit a brand new makeover. Love you all. Thank you all for listening. If you listen worldwide, thank you so much. Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Canada, the good old US of A, Germany, Spain, Scotland, Tokyo, Japan, the Philippines, India. I love you all. Thank you all for listening to my crazy shit my crazy ranting at the uh, beginning of the year and the end of this year. I love you. Thank you all for listening. Toodles, bitches, for real. I got to go and eat. See it. Go, go, go.